Hello, I'm Dr. Jerry Fishkin, and welcome to my show. My world was shocked and rocked by the tragic suicide of designer Kate Spade at 55. Alone in her Park Avenue, New York apartment, she hung herself, leaving behind a husband and a young daughter. Three days later, Anthony Bourdain, bad boy celebrity chef, Emmy-winning globe-trotting television host of CNN's Parts Unknown, and avowed connoisseur of every type of food imaginable, hung himself by the sash of his bathrobe in a five-star hotel in the French countryside owned by renowned chef and Bourdain's best friend. No one suspected that anything was amiss with their celebrity guest. Anthony Bourdain was 61 years old, and in the middle of filming his popular television show, he leaves behind an estranged wife, a girlfriend and young daughter. It has since been revealed that Kate Spade had a history of major depression and anxiety and was apparently ashamed to seek therapy earlier in her life and was self-medicating with alcohol and drugs. Adding to her distress was the fact that she and her husband had been separated for 10 months prior to her death. Bourdain's history of alcohol and substance abuse is legend. He too had a history of depression, profound loneliness, and suffered from alcoholism, heroin, cocaine, and psilocybin abuse. It was noted that he loved to eat his hallucinogenic mushrooms after they were soaked in honey before he consumed them. He was also apparently exhausted from the demanding pace of filming his ever-moving television show. Now, my existentialism never really allows me to ask why something like this could happen to such outwardly successful people. Rather, my inquiry starts with the word what. What must they have been experiencing to want to terminate themselves, the only self they will ever experience again? How much pain must they have been experiencing to want to terminate their experience, period? You know, when we remove all the material trappings of life, including belongings, family, friends, education, and work, as humans, all we have fundamentally is our experience, which makes us who we are. How desperate and hopeless must one be to want to end their experience and kill their sense of self? In my clinical practice, I've treated many individuals who not only thought about killing themselves, but attempted it at least once. For others, there were several unsuccessful attempts before treatment. Each one of these individuals reported that their major experience was an overwhelming sense of emptiness, despair, hopelessness, and often anger. Each of them experienced shame, regret, and remorse. Their redundant and toxic self-talk, the embedded villain in their head, was perniciously reminding them of all of their failures over and over again. It is that experience of shame, toxic shame, that is at the root of their pain. Right now, today, suicide rates across the country are rising at an alarming rate. 
the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention just reported that from 1999 to 2016, the suicide rate in the United States rose 30%, 30%, and said that in 2016, nearly 45,000 people killed themselves across the United States. That is double the number of people who were killed in homicides, if you can believe that. In 2016, suicide was the 10th leading cause of death in this country. The third highest rate of suicide was reported among Kate Spade and Anthony Bourdain's age group. That is between 55 and 64 years old. And while the causes of suicide may vary, including isolation, relationship problems, and job stress, alcoholism, and drug addiction also account for such high numbers. Now, while suicide is rarely caused by one single factor, that study also revealed the following problems and their percentages which contributed to one's taking their own life. And I want you to hear this. Relationship problems, 42%. Problematic substance abuse, 28%. Crisis in the past or upcoming two weeks, 29%. Criminal and legal problems, 9%. Physical health problems, 22%. Loss of housing, 4%. And job and financial problems, 16%. Anxiety and depression are the two leading mental health issues that factor into suicide. The shame of admitting to others that they are suffering a mental or emotional condition can be overwhelming for many to admit. No one, none of us are immune. When someone is diagnosed with cancer, heart disease, multiple sclerosis, lupus, or a long list of other illnesses, friends rally around them. But learning of mental illness can push people away. Now, certainly, not all those who commit suicide are celebrities, but celebrity status certainly plays a role in the secrecy surrounding mental health issues and addiction. Nationally, a marked increase in opioid use and addiction play a major role in suicide. And social media could be a contributing factor to the rise as well. The internet and social media have increased the opportunity to bully as well as sensationalize those struggling with depression, chemical dependency, and suicidal thoughts, or as we say, suicidal ideation. When a loved one, friend, or colleague commits suicide, it is always left to the survivors to try to make sense of the tragedy. Statements like, why didn't I see this coming? Or, I wish I had done something to stop this are often heard, coupled with the emotions of profound sadness and guilt. And while the literature is replete with psychological indicators of potential risk factors for suicide, and I've already mentioned a few, those who commit suicide never announce the date, time, or method of their final act. They just spontaneously do it, emotionally and physically isolated, and alone. Each one of us can do our bit to help prevent suicide by watching out for the warning signs of suicide among our friends, family members, or colleagues. If we see changes in behavior, such as job or relational stress, changes in mood 
or depression, social withdrawal, very important, hopelessness or addiction. It is important to let them know that they are not alone and that we are there for them. We must do whatever we can to bridge the gap of isolation and hopelessness. It is essential to communicate to our loved one or family member or friend that they must communicate their desperation and despair to let them know that we are not there to judge them, rather that we are with them compassionately in their darkest moment of desperation and hopelessness and that they are not alone. Just as we would hope, someone would be there for us in that same compassionate and understanding way. We're living in a world today that's becoming more impersonal and polarized. However, one thing is constant in the universe, and that one thing is life. Life is precious, and we must do everything we can to help preserve it wherever and whenever we can be of service to another. On this final note, I'd like to offer my deepest condolences to the families of Kate Spade and Anthony Bourdain, and to any of you in my viewing audience who are experiencing grief and loss desperation and despair, or someone you know is considering suicide, please text HOME to the crisis text line at 741741 or call the National Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK. That is 1-800-273-8255. Please take note of it. Please know that if I can be of service, you can always reach me at Dr. Jerry at drgeraldfishkin.com or at my Facebook page. So until next time, I'm Dr. Jerry Fishkin wishing you all my compassionate best.